0: Hey, this is Jeremy Roenick, and guess what? You guys are listening to The Jim Bob Show.
1: Hey, this is Wayne Larrabee, and you're listening to Roar on WGN. Hey, this is Jim McMahon, and you're listening to The Jim Bob Show. I had to pop a beer for this one. Hello, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, this is Brian Urlacher, and you're listening to The Jim Bob Show. That's awesome. Oh, that's and then, it. How about one? This is Brian Urlacher. I'm not a bitch. <laughs> no. That's <about laughs> you love it. that one. Huh?
0: Half the coaches in the league, the Mondays were the worst, and that's when you really got tested when you came off a tough loss. You got into the office on Monday, you found out two more players were hurt, you didn't realize. The sky's always fallen in the NFL on Mondays.
1: You don't know what you don't know when you're trying to get to the Super
0: Bowl. Woo! It is the weekend, and that means it is time here on 720 WGN and Great stations around the country for the Jim Bob Show Game Day Edition. And it's not every week that we get to do a show coming off an amazing, groundbreaking season-starting Bears win. No, and I'm happy because,
1: let me tell you something, that was a wonderful tribute to Dick Buckus. I'm going to tell you something, is that Dick passed, the team came together and won a game and looked really good.
0: You know, you think about this, whether it's the inspiration that a coach can do or a team leader can do or some of the veterans can do, as a guy who's been in a lot of locker rooms in different situations, does something like this matter where someone says like hey this is one of the legends of the team you know not win one for the gipper win one for dick butkus you know dick was upset with the
1: bears um <laughs> for the was, last it, 38 years oh, no, <laughs> he was very he was upset and there was a lot of press about he was discussing about the effort with the bears and he made it very publicly known so uh, you know, I'm not for sure the, the whole backstory there, but, uh, you know, Dick Buckus was somebody who I didn't want to ever, uh, if I would have been a player during his era, I wouldn't want to make that guy any matter than he got by himself.
0: Well, you look at the legendary status of in Bears fans, NFL fans, right? He made the all time team so many times, and he was one of those guys that led by example and really exemplified Tough defense, Chicago way, you know, from Chicago, Bears defense. It's just an iconic personality, and you think leading by examples. But, Jim Bob, those teams, all those teams Buck has played for, they were bad.
1: Yeah, no, they were not good. I think Dick's comments uh, recently, there's no reason why they should be this bad. This is what, you know, he told the Chicago Sun Times, uh, shortly before passing. He says, you know, he says, I get really hot watching them, especially with a lot of lack of effort things. Well, they didn't have lack of effort against Washington. I mean, they, they looked really good. They look, look like uh, the, how they should look
0: so what do you give or, or what do you attribute you know all of the mishaps there and, and it goes from the top to the bottom you had coaches being fired or resigned you had players not doing what it is that they were supposed to do and you had people thinking a few games in rethinking the entire Justin Fields and we'll go with experiment right where people say he's not the guy he can't do it you got to do something else with him how are they able to I'm really surprised be able to pull it together so fast
1: you know Dick Buckus he agrees with me a lot I'm not for sure Justin Fields is the problem. I mean that. I thought that the coaching of Justin Fields has not been good. I really don't think the coaching of him has not been good. I thought, you know, God, he looks so good in that first half against the Broncos. I mean, I saw him as to what I think he can be. I really mean that. And then, you know, the second half of that particular game against the Broncos disintegrated, but, you know, against Washington – I, I thought that, you know, again there was the the moments of brilliance. So I'm not for sure that it's about Justin Fields, I I, Dick Buckus thinks it's the way that coaches and you know build a team around the guy, build a team that will support his system. That's how it works. You don't take a player like Justin Fields and say, "Hey, just any old system." You got to build the support and the system around him. He is an unbelievable athlete.
0: You wonder where the allegiances lie too. There are some who have come out and said Ron Rivera, coach of the Commanders, part of that '85 Bears team, part of that Bears culture, that he may have. I don't know, contributed. Maybe Dick Buckus was able to weave his way into his sensibility and give the Bears that much-needed win.
1: Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a here's the deal. Uh, the, the deal is it's just sad to lose a, a guy like Dick Buckus. I, I read all of the history books. I mean, I started becoming an NFL fan when I was just a little kid. And Dick Buckus, uh, when I was growing up in in my era, he was the guy. You I know, mean, it didn't matter if they were three and eleven or when nineteen sixty nine they were one and thirteen. You knew Dick Buckus was on that team, and he was coming after you. You know, in his career, I mean, he had a you know career from sixty five to to you know seventy three. It was You know, and that's a long career in the NFL, but it was cut short due to knee injuries. I mean, one of the things that you know disappointed me, and and uh, talking to Brian Ehrlich about it is. You know, Mike Singletary gets on and starts talking about, "Hey, I don't know that uh, Dick Buckus could play today's era." He, you know, he he says he couldn't play. Well, Dick Buckus had the speed and the size. He was at, like six three. Yeah, as yeah. A- I, I gotta tell you, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's why Mike Singletary's coaching career wasn't very good because I'll tell you what, I would not bet against Dick Buckus. Well,
0: now, where's the talent evaluator right in that situation? Yeah,
1: that tells value of, a, of of talent evaluation right there. Is a Dick Buckus could have played center for the for the Bears? He was, you know, he went both ways in in, uh, in
0: college so you look at uh, the Bears coming off, getting a big win. You want to have stacked stack the wins. Lovey Smith used to say that you want to be able to continue the momentum. And just like, and we'll talk a little bit about the Broncos because you were at that game earlier this week and the other game too. But you look at momentum and having an opportunity to win. They have another opportunity. The Vikings have had their challenges this year, and it, it's a home game for the Bears against the Vikes.
1: Well, and Jefferson's hurt. And so, you know, the, the Vikings are without two key weapons. They got rid of uh, Elvin Cook, which I don't understand that i understand the whole devaluation of running backs in the nfl i understand the the whole you know they, there's logarithms and algorithms all kinds of of uh, game day analysis that they're doing in regards to devaluing running backs but delvin cook was a big part of that vikings offense in my opinion and and now you got jefferson those were the i mean those two guys i i would just say probably take up at least 60-some percent of the of the offensive dynamic plays for the Vikings. So I think the Vikings, with the injuries they have and, and some of their moves, are, are probably in trouble. This could be a great
0: opportunity for the Bears. Good opportunity for the Bears to get that win. The other win, the only win that Sean Payton, good friend of the program, had was when the Broncos faced the Bears and they went up against the defending world champions. You were there, Jim Bob, Arrowhead Stadium. You know what? It was a lot closer game than people thought.
1: Uh, the Chiefs played her- horrific. I, I mean, they were in the red zone like 5,000 times. <laughs> it seemed like 5,000 times. I, I mean, we were in the El Bendito Yankee suite and we're full of, uh, the thing is full and, and yeah, we've had some tequila. We, you know, we had some El Bendito Yankee, but it seemed like 5,000 times in the red zone and mustered a field goal and, and then a, you know, they got a touchdown and another, you know, but, but they, it seemed like they dominated offensively, but just, Stupid turnovers. I mean, they should have won that game, honestly, 34 to nothing.
0: I don't know how you don't slow walk that and try to run that clock out. But again, just like the Packers game, the Bears were able to get off to a good start. Maybe that's coaching. Maybe it's halftime adjustments. They're getting out coached, And so hopefully maybe the Bears can come up with a win against the Vikings. When it comes to NFL and the experiences, You know, Lambeau Field is one of those great places to see the Packers. But you got to see the Packers in Sin City, right? Las Vegas, Showtime, the capital of entertainment, right? And they have really this kind of Taj Mahal for touchdowns. So talk a little bit about, number one, Monday Night Football, how huge it was. See the Packers there, the Raiders, but that stadium.
1: The Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas is Absolutely, the most opulent place in NFL that I've been. I can tell you, I've been to a lot of stadiums. I've been to a lot of new stadiums. I was a sci-fi for the Super Bowl. I. I don't, so far, I don't know that any stadium in the United States is as nice as Allegiant Stadium. And the food. Oh, you know I'm a foodie, okay? And here's the deal. Let's talk about the game, but then let's talk about the food. (laughs) (laughs) The food was so good. And I was starving, too. But anyhow. But, no, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas.
0: You had said that the floors were marble. I
1: think of, like. They were granite, and they were. It was so opulent. The place is like, the seats were like a fine Corinthian leather. I mean, it's like a car commercial. <laughs> you
0: know, Your stadium seats had like the new car there. smell. Yeah.
1: I had like totally. It was a new car smell. It didn't smell like a locker room. And so I sat down first row. I don't want to brag about it. Front row. <laughs> oh, we were in the front row. And so, um, but yeah, me and, and my son and, the, and some people from El Bendito Yankee as well as wanna.com our, our sports gaming deal we sat there in front row there you know right about on the 40 yard line and we had a magnificent time up until the point where the it was ev- it was evident that you, Jordy Love not the guy okay i'm sorry don't want to disappoint packer fans i have a suite up there i feel it entitles me to say whatever i want to say you that know part <laughs> of the part I, of the, yeah, part, <laughs> of the solu- part of the solution i'm paying all the dough <laughs> and so the deal is this He's not the guy, okay I mean he throws a nice ball, but he throws it at the you know most inopportune times doesn't give the players a chance to you know go for it I mean you can't throw it four feet in front of the guy and think that he's going to make a play on that I mean it's just anyhow
0: it looked like from those like on the field sort of cabanas where you were. Is that there were so many opportunities for them to win? Where it came down to all he had to do was was throw a better pass, right? And then and, and also
1: too, I don't understand. Is that when you're in the NFL, forty seconds is a long time. You know, a minute is is like I mean. <sighs> Hey, Patrick Mahomes scored in 13 seconds. Gets the ball in 20 yard line. in 30 seconds, he scored a touchdown. I mean, so the deal is is really take your time. He had plenty of time. Throws it into the end zone like almost like a hail mary, and he didn't need to do it. You know, throw the check down and and you know get out of bounds. I I think coaching and teaching in game day situations. I mean, Jordy Love has been in the league now and and it's was like it, five years, four years. It at least. seems like. 50 but whatever i mean but now he just he's he just got in a hurry and it, it bothered me in the fact that what are you doing just you know there's plenty of time in the clock don't get in a hurry just
0: check it down and slow yourself down you think to yourself especially with a with a quarterback who comes in in his really initial starting season in the nfl but not unlike aaron Rodgers. aaron Rodgers sat on the bench behind brett farr for Four years maybe, right? Came in and was automatically awesome. Is it the kind of thing that from a coaching standpoint, experience standpoint, he's got a lot of the building blocks. It's just not there.
1: It's not there. It's not there. He doesn't have the mental side. Aaron Rodgers had the mental side. Brett Favre had the mental side. Is it? And, uh, you know, Jordy Love, who, in my opinion, should have won. You know, Atlanta game. They should have beat the Raiders. I mean, they, they could be a team that's four and one, you know, and, and they're not. And so at four and one, I could tell you your whole mental side changes. Everybody's on the team changes. You start walking with a little swag. You think you're pretty cool. You know, you go out to the restaurant, you're cooler. You know, when you're, you know, I just tell you, when you're one and four, you go to a restaurant, you're looking for, you know, you put your hand up. On I hope your, no one recognizes me. Exactly. You know, it's a little hard for the office offensive lineman, but
0: I mean. <laughs> We've talked about it, of course, that uh, you can't always win the games, and the Bears certainly know that, but you can always win the tailgate, and for El Bandito Yankee and the official tequila of game day, the Bears, the Packers... We're doing the, uh, you know, Lot J at Arrowhead for the Kansas City Chiefs. El Miami, Bandito.
1: Tampa, go around the country, buddy.
0: Coming up this weekend, first one with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll be out there. Talk a little bit about that. You got to interact with some of our professional tailgaters. It's a festive bunch.
1: They are super festive. <laughs> I mean, like uh, like uh, adulterated festive with El Benito Yankee. I mean, after a couple of El Bandito Yankees, they were like, wow, you guys are really festive. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no. Hey, by the way, I'm taking Tampa this weekend. Um, is that I, I like.
0: Is it because uh, of the addition of the El Bandito Yankee tequila tailgate?
1: Number one. Uh that's the main reason. I mean, thanks for stealing my thunder, <laughs> but but yes, is that that is the that is the number one reason. But no, is that I like Baker Mayfield. I mean, Baker Mayfield is a guy who I think, and and everybody goes, oh, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. All he does is win. Got Detroit coming in to Tampa. Okay,
0: when Detroit is now here, it is. You talk about opportunities yeah. for success. Well, when when, when we, they're when, the powerhouse. Yeah. When?
1: when <laughs> no, exactly. When was it the last time you remember? Oh God, Detroit's coming to Tampa. <laughs> We're going to get our ass whooped. No. Okay, Detroit's favored by three. I'm taking Tampa. And I didn't get that on the lock of the week. I probably should have pushed that in there. But I do like the fact that Ohio's going to clean sweep all the West Coast teams. Since he's going to win, Cleveland's going to win. And Tampa Bay is going to beat. You know, they're they're going to Tampa Bay's not only going to beat, there's a possibility that they embarrass Detroit.
0: Well, we're going to go full circle a little bit on this talk, the history, Dick Buckus. And for that game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be wearing their creamsicle uniforms. I always, I don't know if it was the most intimidating, most cool, most dominating color scheme for an NFL team, but I, I always kind of liked that color of the orange.
1: Yeah, creamsicle <laughs> with like
0: the with the Errol Flynn Buccaneer with yeah. his like uh...
1: yeah it's uh, I'm, I'm I mean I'm not getting it or it's not coming to me right now but I don't think it's gonna work.
0: <laughs> They're gonna go back.
1: Creamsicle to... and NFL don't seem to go together. Okay, Dick Buckus and creamsicle. I don't see that. Okay? <laughs> he enjoyed a, a tasty frozen
0: treat. I'm sure after a tough well, loss. I'm sure
1: sometimes <laughs> when Buckus hit somebody, they people go. Next thing you know, he's gonna hit. Us, start eating us. He was a true bear. He was. He was
0: the bear man. That's where you wake him <laughs> up with the creamsicle and of course uh, at all of those different NFL venues of course you can enjoy El Bandito Yankees stay tuned here, we got a great show coming up here, it is the Jim Bob Show Game Day Edition